0: Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! We're the Mario Brothers, and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Uh! <laughs> hooked on the brothers. Yo, you're in for a treat, so hang on to you see. Get ready for a You'll meet Coopers and Troopers, the princess and the
1: After losing his woman to a giant monkey, he starts eating mushrooms and hallucinating that he's stepping on all these turtles and Goombas are just his racist tendencies coming out as he's walking down New York City streets in Little Italy. Radio Drone. You put in your quarter, you have three lives. I am one of them. I am Josh Hadley. And, oh, I lost a guy. So, well, Cecil's back from PAX. He can take up the next play.
0: Yes, one up.
2: Another shit.
1: Oh, th- th- there he goes. He got killed. So I guess, Peter, <laughs> it's all up to you. You're the third guy.
2: No, I wouldn't really bet on me. I still can't beat Contra without the Contra code. I can beat Robocop versus Terminator for the second Genesis though. And that game is pretty hard. So Ooh, that game gets tough.
1: impossible when you get to the future levels. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Holy shit.
1: Awesome. So,
0: but goddamn, is it hard?
1: You want to know what else is hard? You as the audience, if you go to adamandeve.com and use the promo code Drome, you would get 10 free gifts on top of whatever you order or whatever you're on top of. You would get six free DVDs, a free mystery gift, a gift for him, a gift for her, and free Canada's Mexico shipping. That would be the United States. All for using the promo (laughs) code DROME at adamandeve.com. Hey, laugh it up, Fuzzball. You're doing the promo code next week.
2: I thought I was doing it this week. I was getting all ready to do it.
1: Yeah, I didn't quite think you were ready.
2: I was. I've actually been rehearsing it.
1: That's actually sadder.
2: It is kind of, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I just, like, wrote it down. I was
1: going to say Cecil cheated. (laughs) Speaking of cheating, he put in the Contra code. We're going to be talking about video games tonight. But we're not going to be talking about video game movies, at least specifically, I'm sure they'll come up at various points. Since Cecil was just at PAX, and he just came back from that... He came back with the PAX plague. I'm sure you did. I, I, I'm sure all of those girls there are not the cleanest.
0: But so Apparently one time I may have used the bathroom and not used hand sanitizer, and now I'm
1: paying for it. Uh-oh. Well, speaking of paying for it, that, that would have been a better segue for Adam and Eve, but whatever. So speaking of Dang. paying for it, we are going to talk about video games in other media. Immediately, what what I think most people would think of is all of the video game cartoons. What What is your favorite video game cartoon? Oh, actually, I'm going to rephrase that. What is your favorite video game cartoon and your least favorite video game cartoon?
2: Favorite would have to be uh, Street Fighter 2V. Which is the Street Fighter cartoon that came out of Japan, and then least favorite would be the American version that uh, came out shortly after for Street Fighter Two.
0: My favorite uh, would probably be the uh, the Street Fighter Two uh, anime, and my least favorite there was a Mortal Kombat CGI cartoon thing that came out i don't even think that was
1: a i don't even think that was a tv show i think that was a. I remember that video that that, that that um, thing was horrendous (laughs) didn't that come with like
2: um that came with like the vhs of the first movie didn't it or with the game or something
0: it's something like i saw it somehow yeah it came with a product because i guess nobody was gonna buy it by itself i paid 25
1: cents for the vhs at goodwill so (laughs) technically i bought it You know, uh, well, fifteen there you years go. later, but I bought it.
0: Yeah, well, not not initially. It was it wasn't for sale. I don't think it was for sale by itself. But anyway, it was
1: um it was pretty bad. Well, I would have to say mine. Until Scott Murray introduced me to this cartoon, I I never knew they made an Earthworm Jim cartoon in the nineties, and it mm. is fantastic. I loved the Earthworm Jim
2: cartoon, and I'm that like, was a good cartoon.
1: It it was bizarre. It was so nuts. I mean, one of the main villains is Professor Monkey for a head, and he actually has an upside-down monkey for his brains. (laughs) And it's it's one of those bizarre ones where it's a kid's cartoon where one of the main characters constantly makes references to David Lynch's Dune. (laughs) My worst, and I might technically be cheating here because this was only part of another show, would be Mm. the Legend of Zelda cartoon as part of the super mario brothers super show
0: mm. well, excuse me princess yeah
1: that thing <laughs> was so horrible i mean the super mario brothers cartoon in that was not great the live mm. action segments are goofy but they're fun the legend yeah. of zelda cartoon in that is insulting
2: well the mario cartoon it felt in tone with the actual mario character whereas They made Link like just an insufferable douche for some reason for the Zelda stuff.
1: That's because it's the legend of Zelda. It's about her. (laughs) Or they just completely gimped it. I'm not sure which. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. What do you think the problem is? And nine times out of ten, we will be talking about the live action stuff, but nine times out of ten, when a video game moves to television, it's a cartoon. What do you think the inherent problem is in taking a video game into the animated medium, because technically a video game is animated, cartoons are animated, why do you think they fail so often? Shouldn't that be easier to do than the live-action stuff? That Mortal Kombat cartoon, Mortal Kombat Conquest, how was that worse than the Mortal Kombat live-action series, which was pretty <laughs> well, bad now, Conquest, in and of itself?
0: Conquest was the live-action series.
1: Whatever yeah, was the hell saw. No, uh, conquest
0: was awesome. All oh, sorry. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. It was Mortal Kombat: Defenders of the Realm. Was yes, the
0: that was yes. the cartoon. That was okay. the cartoon. And then conquest was the was the live action
2: show. Right. The, the live action one had like Quan Chi and stuff in it, right? The live yeah, action it was, one was uh, terrible. Ooh, oh, yeah. live
0: action was great. It had uh, had Christina Loken as uh, as the thief, and ah, dude, that's so good. What are you talking about?
2: It was yeah, fun. I it was it was, was kind of like conquest was. Like I maybe maybe just uh, yeah, it it had it had kind of a Zena vibe to it. Like it wasn't bad. I liked uh, I liked the costumes for the characters. It had some decent fight scenes. Like you know, if you like the first movie, like you're pretty much just gonna like Conquest. I would say
1: one of the main problems with Conquest was the fact that not only was it repetitive, literally it was the same story every single (laughs) week, just the details changed. Our our heroes. And it's all a period piece, so none of it is set in modern times. It's all a prequel to Mortal Kombat, which, of course, the game's then retconned anyway, so it makes it completely Hmm. pointless. Our, Our heroes would get into some adventure, they would find some artifact, and then Shang Tsung would try to take it from them. And then he would get defeated, and it was rinse, repeat. Every single week was the same thing, just the details changed. The characters never grew. Other than the first episode having to come first, you could watch any episode of Conquest in any order, and the stories would make just as much sense. That's not (laughs) quality television.
0: Conquest was a lot of shows kind of fell into that thing where... They would have a formula for each episode and they kind of would go with it. I mean, it only went on for one season. So you can't really blame them for not... Like, it's not like it went on for 10 seasons and it was the same thing for 10 seasons.
1: Highlander the Raven had more variety than Mortal Kombat Conquest.
0: Highlander the Raven also was coming off of the original Highlander. So they got a lot of the kinks worked out with that Mm. and they kind of transitioned over into that show. Mortal Kombat, at the time... There wasn't really a live action video game show like it to compare it to. So they were mm-hmm. kind of, they were in like some uncharted territory and they were trying to do something and they didn't really have the biggest budget. They were on a get, they kept getting preempted by fricking wrestling.
1: They were also so. handcuffed from, for violence. Nobody uh-huh. gets killed.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, everybody,
1: they... all the fight scenes were sanitized. So you're mm. not actually killing somebody every time they're fighting with them and This is sanitized for kids. This is the Power Rangers for Mortal Kombat.
2: I mean, everything was kind of sanitized back then, though. I mean, we couldn't... Nowadays, like, every show is allowed to be as violent as it wants to be. And there even is, like, there was that online Mortal Kombat show for a while. I don't know if it's still going, but it's one where they're a lot more faithful to the characters and it's super violent. Whereas back then, you know, it was a cable TV show. It was a basic cable Mortal Kombat show that, yeah, would be marketed to kids because... You know, it's it's piggybacking off the live action movie and off the video games, but they can't really make it violent on TV. But still, for what it was like, I liked that. I thought the I thought the set design, the costumes, the fights, the characters like I I dug it for what it was for for the one season that it played out. And could it have been better? Yeah, definitely. But it is what it is. It was a, it was a Mortal Kombat show in the 90s.
1: Let's go back to my initial question before we got sidetracked to Mortal Kombat. Why do you think (laughs) it's so difficult to transition a video game into a cartoon? Why do you think that so many of these fail where, yes, you do have an Earthworm Jim every now and then, or that Sonic cartoon where they're in a dystopian future and battling for the fate and battling for their lives every day and it's all dark and cyberpunk? That was awesome. For every one of those, you've got a Dragon's Lair and you've got a Super Mario Brothers and you've got a Mutant League and a Pac-Man and and, and whatnot. Why is it so damn
2: difficult? I'd say, like, budgetary restraints. Like, the the companies that they get to do the animation are probably cheap. Like, I can see that being the case for the American version of the Street Fighter II cartoon. Uh, I can see that being the case for the first... For the first Sonic cartoon, you know, the Snooping as usual one, that retarded ass one. Like, that one clearly had no budget. The Mario cartoon clearly had no budget. But when but, also. The Mario you...
1: cartoon was made by Deke. As Buzz mm. Dixon put it, Deke stands for do it cheaper and you get what <laughs> you paid for.
2: Yeah, so that's like those shows I kind of see as. Super quick cash grabs like a game is doing well, so let's try to put out whatever media we can. Let's make a cartoon. Let's make uh, toys. Let's make a movie. And so they try to even if it's even if they have like no real money to make it quality, they'll still put it out anyway because they know Kids are going to tune into it or whoever's played the games are, are going to watch it uh, because they recognize the characters. And it's, it's kind of a, a kick to see uh, Mario doing his thing and Sonic doing his thing. Uh, and a lot of these uh, people that kind of grew up watching it, I don't think really when they first started watching, it probably didn't notice how cheap it was because they were, you know, too, too busy being enthralled by seeing their favorite characters on TV and, and that's why I think uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's necessarily hard because it has been done well. Like Cecil brought up the uh, Street Fighter 2 anime movie, which which I love, along with uh, Street Fighter 2V, which was the Japanese Street Fighter show. Those were really good. They really put in effort into those. Uh, the Earthworm Jim cartoon was brilliant. It was great. Which but is, of then course, we,
1: why it was canceled after six episodes,
2: because,
1: <laughs> you know, you can't have a good a one
2: too, I think the Earth from Jim cartoon like maybe went over uh, a lot of kids' heads at the time because the the people that it was like marketed to probably wouldn't understand uh, Dune references. But it's great that it's that it's there that you can watch it again. Uh, that's probably another one I will I will get back to and watch again because I I loved that show when I was a kid. But yeah, I, I don't think it's it's not hard. It's just some of the examples list listed like the first Sonic cartoon, the Mario cartoon. The American Street Fighter 2, that Mortal Kombat cartoon, Defenders of the Realm, like they were just cheap. They they were pretty much the, the same. They were like the same quality as like you know the 60s uh, Marvel shows, like the Spider Man one and the Captain America one. Like they were just they were cheap. They looped animation. They were just trying to crank them out as quickly as possible so they could make money off of not only the game but also the the cartoon version. I think probably because a lot of
0: times uh, the company will spend X amount of money to acquire the property and mm-hmm. then just not put any, uh, you know, not have any money left over to actually put into a quality product because that's what happens a we lot spend of times. We spent all our
1: money on the name.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's what would put a claim under. They spent so much money acquiring all these licenses and then just dumped you know, a little tiny fraction of what they had left over into, the, into actually making the game. And consequently, the majority of the games that came out were terrible. So I'm figuring it's probably somewhere along the lines with that, is that they didn't really care. They thought that the name alone would be enough to sell the product. And in some cases, they were right, because a lot of those really awful shows did continue on for a few seasons. But mm. eventually, people got wise, and you know, they just died off.
1: But do you think it's because the market was different that maybe when Pac-Man came out and Saturday Supercade came out and whatnot, it was a different environment than, say, when Mutant League tried to come out or anything like that? I mean, hell, I I remember on Saturday mornings when I was a kid, there was Saturday Supercade, Pac-Man, and pole position, all based on video games in the same season. Pac-Man lasted two seasons. Saturday Supercade lasted two seasons, and they even swapped out characters. At mm-hmm. one point, they dropped the Pitfall cartoon and added Space Ace. At that same time, right after that, Dragon Slayer had its own cartoon. Do you think that it, it was literally just a different environment in the early 80s than by the early 90s?
0: I think Dragon Slayer. Just, to, just to throw this aside. I thought Dragon Slayer cartoon had a cool premise because um, every time before uh, they would go to commercial, they would show Dirk's like two choices. You know, he either does this or he does this.
1: Just like in the game.
0: Just like in the game. And then he would come back after commercial and they would be like they would show the wrong choice and he would die. And then they would show the right choice and they would continue with the story. And I thought that was kind of cool. It was a way to keep kids engaged through the commercials to sit there and wait.
1: Well, I, I, don't disagree change the channel. I don't disagree at all on that. But at the same token, with Dragon's Lair, there was a quality difference that you just cannot ignore. You have Don Bluce, just fantastic, amazing animation for the video game, then Hanna-Barbera for the cartoon. Those aren't <laughs> even in the same league. That would be like comparing an Asylum film to something Criterion would release. You're not yeah. even in the same area. And I think that was Dragon's, Lair Pro- Dragon's Lair's problem. You could not compete with the Don Bluth games.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but it also, they didn't have the budget to, to hire... Ha- you know, it was Santa Doctor- Barbera, yeah. Yeah, to, to do the actual animation. It, it's a shame because it probably would have been amazing, but that level of detail just... It wouldn't happen on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning cartoon.
1: One thing you got to keep in mind here is video games didn't enter pop culture until Pac-Man the game. And Pac-Man Fever and Pac-Man Toys and Pac-Man Cereal, Pac-Man Board Game, etc. Prior to Pac-Man, video games on TV, no one would have thought of that. Pac-Man was the one that kind of broke it open.
2: Well, I mean, video games became such a huge thing in pop culture at that time. You had all these colorful characters, you know, Pac-Man kind of it kind of blazed the trail and then all these other shows based on games started coming out. When it's when it comes to all the shows back then, uh, whether they were good quality or or not good quality, I think people just wanted to see them, so everybody was buying up whatever property they could put it on TV. And I'm I'm kind of surprised that we're not seeing uh, nearly as many video game shows out nowadays because I mean gaming is a is a huge thing now. I mean, even maybe even more so uh than it was back then. So I don't really know because cause there would um I think we could probably get even more quality shows now than we did then. Uh there could be a, a bigger budget. Um TV is so much bigger than it used to be. Uh so I don't I don't really know why the, the trend isn't following into Nowadays, uh, with uh, as big as video game culture is, if not bigger uh, than it was in the 80s and 90s,
1: outside of TV, you also had video games moving into other media as well, strangely enough, video game comic books. I remember when the first Mortal Kombat comic book came out. Not only was it really good. And again, you know, Mortal Kombat's constantly retconning itself, so n- <laughs> nothing it laid down actually mattered anymore. Because at mm. the time the Mortal Kombat comic book came out, it came out right when Mortal Kombat 2 was out. And it added so much history and lore to the franchise that it really, really worked. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I think it's a claim that owns Street Fighter. Then Street Fighter had to get into Capcom. it, and they made a horrendous comic book. And then you had the Sonic comic, and then the Super Mario Brothers comic. and The quality level, a video game as a comic book really doesn't work unless it's something that you're really interested in. Like the Sonic comic book and the Mario comics, those just do not work because (laughs) the games don't have a whole lot of story. Mortal Kombat had tons of story, even the first game. Look at how much text there is for the history of each player before you pick.
2: Yeah, there's a lot there. Which so is why I, it works as a show, uh, as a as a comic, uh, as a as a movie. Unfortunately, not as well as they could have been, but you still the, have all these, honestly, all these, honestly, the all these first, great characters. The, the,
1: the first Paul Thomas, the the first Paul Anderson movie, I enjoyed. The first Mortal Kombat, I don't know, I liked the first one. I even, still even like even that one too.
0: ass
2: movie,
1: even with it being PG thirteen. I enjoyed the hell out of that one. The sequel, yeah, they really was they did a great ass. Job.
2: Um. Yeah, Annihilation was just balls, but the the first one, even even if not being R rated, like all the characters were spot on. The the fight scenes were just insane. Like it's it's just a good movie. Like whatever way you want to look at it, if you're whether whether it's violent or not, it's it is Mortal Kombat, and they do really great things with the characters, and that that's definitely a a showcase of how rich Mortal Kombat is in in story and characters, and it just it gives you. So much awesome stuff to run with. Whereas Mario, it's just you know, it's it's a fat plumber eating mushrooms and getting big and jumping on lizards or turtles or whatever. That, that's that's See, not I, really. I, I, I've
1: always thought. I've always thought <laughs> you should you should make a stoner Super Mario Brothers movie. Because <laughs> I've always thought the game is really about a fat plumber after losing his woman to a giant monkey, he starts eating mushrooms and hallucinating that he's stepping on all these turtles, and Goombas are just his racist tendencies coming out as he's walking down New York City streets in Little Italy. <laughs> or, or am I way overthinking how great of a stoner movie that would be? Well, that's... you um, overthinking it. You're it's
2: overthinking you. it, but it's, it's sort of... It's a good... Um, it's the mindset you need if you want to adapt... Uh, super mario because the movie the the super mario movie which i i do enjoy that flick i think um that's another good example i'm
1: I'm divided on that one
2: well i mean it's it's a good example of taking something that has such a thin story to it and actually turning it into something which is why i like the 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 super mario brothers movie because you know they took this really simplistic game and they turned it into this like um, I don't even know how to really describe the, the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I like what they I like what they did with that. I think that was cool.
1: My issue with the Super Mario Brothers movie is it shouldn't have been Super Mario Brothers. I think it's a fine movie. It's got funny moments. It's got interesting characters. It's it's got it's an honestly decent flick. Mm. But it's a terrible Super Mario Brothers flick. It, it's kind of like the very first Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. It's a really good movie, but it's a fucking awful Punisher movie.
2: Well, only really the backstory of of frank castle like i mean i I don't really agree with him being a cop, but that's still very much like the character Dolph Lundgren is playing is is still very much the punisher and and a pretty damn good version of him too I would say i love the I love that he's living in his sewer and that he's even almost like bordering on being a serial killer like it's really dark for for an eighties comic book movie like i really i like that one a lot, one thing real quick. Uh, Because you said like a half hour ago, um, (laughs) Street Fighter is
0: Capcom, not and uh, Mortal Kombat is Capcom.
1: Okay, yeah. I, I, like I said, I I, I was not a hundred percent sure, but I, I just know. knew. That's why
0: I just want to throw it because somebody will be like, you know. So
2: <laughs> it sounded
1: like you were just taking the most awkward dump ever there.
2: Yeah, we were <laughs> we were taking a dump on. He was taking a dump on the angry fanboy that would have called out for Capcom. It's Capcom. Yeah. I
0: claim. You got it wrong. I'm right. It's <laughs> stupid. You know what you're talking about. Um I don't know I always have I I have a soft spot for the Super Mario Brothers movie Uh, I think that uh, it is while it is like far out there as far as what uh, Super Mario Brothers is I still think that it does remain faithful in a very odd way like they changed. The structure of it, you know, it's like they were living in like a real in real New York, and they went to this alternate universe, like parallel, uh, like uh, post-apocalyptic sort of dimension. Okay, I, I'm and, gonna interrupt
1: you. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick on that. Does it surprise you that the directors of the Super Mario Brothers movie, having said that, are the creators of Max Headroom?
0: Oh well, not God, at all. No, I mean, I I knew that. I mean. I, it's funny, uh, I didn't know that the first time that I saw the movie, but, you know, years later, I was like, oh, it really makes sense. Actually, the, one of the reasons why they that got... That puts
1: everything into perspective, really. It really <laughs> yeah. does.
0: And when they did the movie, a large part of why they got the gig was riding off of the success, well, not the success, but the uh, critical acclaim of uh, Max Headroom, mm. And, uh, and they, you know, they got the gig for that, and then it just seemed very odd that like they were like, okay, well, we want to do something really unusual. And someone at the studio had to have signed off on this. You know, they they didn't just all of a sudden spring it upon everybody that they were going to make it this weird, weird dark, you know, movie.
1: They were pretty autonomous in what they were able to do. A friend of mine worked on the special effects for that. He built all of the Yoshis. And while he didn't go to the set, I think it was shot in like Georgia or something like that. It, it was sh- it was shot far away from Los Angeles, and from what Hank tells me, L.A. didn't communicate with them very much. They didn't need they didn't demand rushes or anything. So the first time the studio executives saw the movie was during the rough cut. At that mm. point, it's too late to change anything, really.
0: I liked that. I mean, the movie is full of references to the Super Mario Brothers world now granted yeah. it's all stuff that's like spun on its head but it's still <laughs> the references are still there and a lot of stuff a lot of stuff did get changed and also once the um, Morton and Jankel got thrown off the picture and uh, the what was it the second it, uh, my it's been a while uh, I believe it was the second unit director came on and finished the film, he did alter some stuff to kind of make the movie work. And so it's also uh, not sure, you know, really what things he had changed to kind of make things work a little bit better and kind of make it a little bit more of what the studio uh, wanted. So I I still think that in the end, I know it's not uh, the Mario Brothers movie that people may have wanted. But honestly, if we would have gotten that movie, it would have been some saccharine sweet probably animated, really goofy kids movie that more than likely would have long since been forgot. Whereas the Super People Mario Brothers. People
1: would be Brothers, doing
0: DiMario. Where Mario. <laughs> you're Super you're Mar- not a Lou
1: Albano fan?
0: No, no, no. I like I like Lou Albano. But, it, you know, that what was that? What was the time frame on that? Was that. Was that before or at the, after the movie? The, uh, the
1: Super Mario Brothers Super Show was Show. before the movie. It
0: was before yeah. the movie. The Swing your arms from side to side. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I think that uh, if if we would have gotten that movie, it would have been forgotten. But the Super Mario Brothers movie that we did get, it was so bizarre and it was so out there that it has become a cult hit and people love it because of it being so unusual. Yeah. So. I kind of dig the and shit. We we just got a Blu-ray of it for crying out loud. A special edition Blu-ray. I mean for <laughs> there's for a, a movie
1: sequel coming out in a comic book.
0: In a comic book. Yeah, there's the uh, the Super Mario Bro- oh, I forget the name of it. There's there's a Super Mario Brothers fandom website that's like officially endorsed that they have all kinds of stuff uh about the movie and about um the behind-the-scenes stuff and they actually are a large part of why that blu-ray got made and they're also kind of involved with the people that are doing the uh, the um the cartoon comic book sequel so
1: yeah it's that
0: that's that's awesome
1: why do you think most most video game movies do not even if they're good they do not make the video game fan base happy for instance that if the movie makers just follow the storyline of the game, then they would only make the video game fans happy and and the mainstream audience would be lost. But mm. usually what they do is the opposite. They change everything to alienate the video game fans. Is there a happy medium? I know, Cecil, you and I disagree on these. I think the Resident Evil movies are a horrendously bad adaptation of the games. And if you'd followed the games, you would have gotten a pretty decent flick. I think... Mm the movies as released are a really, really terrible and overly convoluted zombie film. I yeah. mean, the first two, the first three movies are just really bad zombie films that happen to have the names of Resident Evil characters in them. <laughs> where is the happy medium? Should you make it for the video game fans or for the mainstream audience, kind of like Mortal Kombat, I think, is the only one that really did it, where it played in both pools. I
0: think you're crazy because the Resident Evil movies are amazing, and I love them dearly. But uh, you know,
1: <laughs> I think I think that shows why your taste is in your ass. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. It's it's weird because uh, unfortunately, when they try to make the games more faithful to, or I'm sorry, when they try to make the movies more faithful to the games, a lot of times they just don't appeal to the mass audience. And and the thing is with the majority of the audience being you know, the mainstream ones that are going to make this thing uh, a blockbuster, we end up with movies like Prince of Persia, which really are not following the games all that much, aside from some visual cues, and they go into a completely different direction and uh, consequently make a butt-ton of money. In general, even though gamers are a really huge audience, we just kind of... Like I think they just kind of expect video game adaptations to be bad because we're so used to movie games being bad. But and so, let, let's
1: face it, though. Most are. I mean, yeah. Yeah, th- there are some good ones. I might be committing cinematic snob perjury. I like Doom. I thought Doom was a fine movie.
2: Doom was really fun. I thought Doom was... Uh, I loved Carl Urban and The Rock in that the... The effects are great. Like, all the um, all the creature effects look awesome. The set design had a very cool, like, alien vibe to it. It probably would have been better if it followed the actual game a little bit more. But for what it was, like, I thought it was a fine film.
1: But, and I, the I mean, first-person
2: segment was awesome. That was so cool. That, that <laughs> though, was so interesting. great. I,
1: I, I'm glad the director did get overruled on that, though. He wanted to shoot initially the entire movie first-person. And yeah, I that thought that good. at an hour and a half of that as a movie would have been goddamn irritating. Yeah. At te- <laughs> at the, the, the five minutes it was in there, fine. I'm glad he got overruled and did not get to shoot the entire film that way. Yeah, but you just know having,
2: what? It, having it as a segment was really... Um, it, it's uh, it, it That was really a good way to do it because it's a nice little throwback to the game without bludgeoning you over the head about it. But the thing, like, there's part of
0: me... Part of me agrees with you, but then another part of me is like, man, just the artistic side of it. Like, I would have liked to have seen how that would have played out. Mm. It's so because it's so bizarre. Like, it is it really like having a 40 million dollar movie entirely in first person it probably would have made people nauseous. I I, I don't know. I
1: mean, the the maniac remake was kind of like that. I mean, obviously not as kinetic as a video game movie would be, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that was kind of a full first person movie. And, I already know Cecil's going to say I'm crazy, but I hated it. He probably oh, liked God, that. you're nuts. It was so See? good. I knew that. The Maniac
2: remake, I really... I liked what they did with the whole first-person thing, and when I watched it, I, I forgot that it was even in first-person, and then when you're reminded that it is, it gets even creepier again. Like, I mean, I, I will always love Lustig's original, but I I thought that was a solid remake. That was definitely one of the better remakes.
1: When it comes to video game movies, what about when... When I think I think this is a perfect example of how you cannot please both masters. The mm. two Street Fighter movies, the live action ones. Oh, the God. 1994 Street Fighter changed everything for the mainstream audience and was absolutely horrendous. Oh. <laughs> then <laughs> the then the 2009 Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li movie was made almost for specifically for the Street Fighter video game audience, and was just as bad, if not possibly no. worse and more insulting. So I think that kind of proves you can't please either master in some cases.
2: Mm. No, I-, it, I don't know it's... how they made, uh, I don't know how Legend of Chun-Li was made as a, as a more faithful version of, of a Street Fighter movie. It didn't feel like Street Fighter to me at all. If anything, the Van Damme one felt way more like an actual adaptation. I mean, they had the, the costumes and um for what it was like it, it it's not a particularly good movie but at least it's entertaining where i'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard the next bison wannabe going to feel it was uh not not meant to be bad <laughs> there are people that don't, yeah, quick Change the channel. That's (laughs) a
1: legitimately funny joke. I'll admit that. It's
0: funny. But the thing is, there are people that still are like, oh, this is the best unintentional comedy ever. No, it's an intentional comedy.
2: It's (laughs) meant to be funny. For what it is, like that movie is is a lot of fun. Uh, There are a lot of people that love it, a lot of people that hate it. It's not boring is the thing. It's really entertaining, and that to me is why... Legend of Chun-Li whether it, whether it was meant to be made for the fans or not like that movie was dull it had no pacing the it looked stories also boring. stupid as hell too yeah it was just that movie was junk where at least like like who like bison is some blonde dude um you know <laughs> vega vega's the ugly dude from black eyed peas I mean, at least everybody looked like kinda who they were supposed to look like in, in the Street Fighter movie. Like I don't necessarily agree with Ryu and Ken being comedic relief. But you know, at least we had um, you know, Van Dam being hilarious and awesome, and um uh his name Raul Raul Julia Raul Julia. Yes, Raul Julia was uh he was so much fun as bison. Like he had the costume, his his dialogue was just completely ridiculous, like a Bond villain, like, that movie is, it's fun. It's it's memorable, and it feels like Street Fighter, whereas Legend of Chun-Li just feels like a crappy, generic, uh, straight-to-video, just bad, recent martial arts movie with cheap effects, and just just, it, it's flat-looking, and it's it flat in general. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care if it was meant to please the video game fans, it didn't feel like Street Fighter at all.
1: What about when you have a string of mega budget, huge budget, awful films come out, all based on video games. We had a couple in a row here. You had Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Wing Commander, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, and Lara Croft Tomb Raider Cradle of Life, all coming out relatively back to back, you know, for video game movies, and all being absolutely horrendously bad films. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do you think that that kind of prejudices the audience that as soon as they hear video game movie, they immediately go, oh, boy, here we go? <laughs>
0: well, what was uh, what was yes. all right. So you went Tomb Raider Cradle of Life, which is OK. I thought that um, I thought
1: it was I didn't like the first Tomb Raider Cradle of Life was unwatchable to me.
0: Oh, Cradle of Life <laughs> was the second. Oh, oh for, right. The first one was Lara Croft Tomb Raider. The second right. one was Cradle of Life. Yes. Um, hmm. I was just uh, they both were. Eh. Like, I, I couldn't understand why they didn't. It's just like, just make female Indiana Jones movie. You know, like, why couldn't you do that? I thought that it was a shame because I thought Angelina Jolie was an amazing Lara Croft. But the mm-hmm. movie was just CGI abuse. And it wasn't terrible. It was
1: also audience abuse. The editing was schizophrenic.
0: Yeah. It had a few moments, but overall, yeah, they were they weren't particularly good. So there was that. Um, what, there was was, more, what were the other was ones you
1: said? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The Annihilation one. is
0: terrible. Annihilation is yeah. absolutely terrible.
1: Wing um, Commander, I don't know. Wing how, Commander, I don't, I don't know. How. Wing Commander, I don't get. It's written and directed by the guy who made the fantastic video games. How do you fuck your own property up this hard?
0: <laughs> Probably probably uh, I mean unfortunately there's no commentary and it's one of those things that's not really talked about a whole lot but I have a feeling that even though he did write and direct it it just there had to have been a lot of studio interference that's the only yeah. thing the only thing I can come up with I, I, is no, there was studio I was I think it's, it's got
1: to be deeper than that even the effects are worse the effects in this movie that has 10 times the budget of any of his games Look worse.
2: Yeah, that shouldn't.
1: That can't happen.
0: But there are. I mean, again, I'm kind of. I'm speculating. But there's been movies where producers will walk off with the budget and just and and still, you know, they'll cut the budget and still expect them to get you know a certain result. So maybe he might have already put a lot of money into the modeling and whatnot. And then when it came time to do uh, what were the the Kilrathi. They they made them look like naked mole rats instead of cats.
1: There's even one of the most inexcusable things in a movie of this budget. Within the first five minutes a major spelling error for on screen text.
2: <laughs> security
1: breach. B-R-E-E-C-H. I went, Oh my god. First five minutes you spell security breach wrong. That that says to me you're in I don't even care mode.
2: You're in uh you're in Bimmy and Jimmy mode. I'm not saying that it's right, but sometimes, it, sorry. Sometimes, I mean, that's a minor. I'm I'm
0: sure there's all kinds of uh, stuff that happens in movies that we maybe don't notice. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was you know something that stuck out. And who knows? Maybe the the um the the spell checker was off that day. Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. I know it didn't do well uh, theatrically. I actually, actually,
1: it made eighty-five million dollars. That's pretty good theatrically. It it made back its budget theatrically. It was just
0: but destroyed almost, by the critics. No, it almost bankrupted Square. Uh, well, which yes, is but, why but they I'm had just to... saying
1: based on its on its printed budget, it made its budget back.
0: Mm-hmm. But they still they ended up losing money overall. Yeah. Like it really it hurt them because they put a they. They put a ton into it. That's why that they had. needed movie to be to, a
1: blockbuster, and it was. They needed the
0: movie to be a blockbuster because they dumped so much money into it, and that's why they had to merge with Enix and became Square Enix. Uh, otherwise, Square would have uh, had to close their doors. But um, I like Street Fighter uh, Spirits Within. I feel that. Uh, Street Fighter? Um, Street Fighter Spirits Within? Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy. I like Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. I think that um, it is. Uh, like, Animation, I think it's beautiful. I think it's a really good-looking CGI film. Uh, I think that uh, it was interesting.
1: I'll agree with you for the first 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes are fantastic. And then the story starts to kick into more gear, and I start going, oh, God, it's going to be one of these. I predicted every single thing that was going to happen, every character, almost in the order that they were going to die even. After the first (laughs) 20 minutes, it became a paint-by-numbers sci-fi action movie.
0: I still thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. I would have liked, you know, maybe it's had more variety, but uh, I, I thought that uh, it was it was cool enough. And uh, I don't think it deserves quite the the bashing that it gets. I think it kind of gets lumped into the unfortunate oh video game movie, and video game movies are all gonna suck, which <laughs> is pretty much what everybody says every time there's a new video game movie.
1: I saw Spirits yeah. Within in the theater. I, I, I like I said, I was so into it for the first twenty minutes. And then it was just kind of like, okay, this is starting to get dumb and it gets dumber. And then the ending was so terrible that I just kind of went, you had no idea how to end this, did you? (laughs) Video game movies in general don't do well. I mean, the Resident Evils all make their budget back, but that's a franchise. And if you look at the critics versus the budget, people go to the Resident Evil movies, especially after the second one from three on, because we know this is going to suck and we want to see how bad. But you've got ones like DOA, Dead or Alive, with Eric Roberts, and you just go, what the hell? Fun. I, <laughs> I have fun nev- and titties. I have never played the Hitman game or Max Payne. I've never seen either of the movies. I've been told not to. I've been told that those are just horrendous. And then there Max is... Max
0: Payne is atrocious. Yeah,
2: that's really that's of the worst.
1: Okay, then let me ask this. Having not played the game... Is Max Payne atrocious as a movie or as an adaptation of the game? Both. But now, we we can't leave out the biggest maker of video game movies out there, Uwe Boll. I don't think his movies are that bad. Blood Rain is terrible. I think the Blood Rain sequels actually get better. Take away his budget and he makes better movies. Uwe Boll's weird like that. House of the Dead, and I told this to him when I interviewed him, is one of the worst films I've ever seen. (laughs) I might be one of the few people on the planet that like Alone in the Dark, and I think Postal is fantastic. Do you think Uwe Boll, I'm not talking about your personal opinions of him or his movies right now, okay? But do you think Uwe Boll and the way the public sees his movies ended
2: up hurting video game movies more than anything else? Well, they certainly didn't help uh, when uh, when movies like House of the Dead and Blood Rain and stuff came out, and there was already such a reputation for uh, what were considered to be horrible video game movies. And you know, the anytime. ones we mentioned earlier. Yeah, like when it would be announced that a video game movie would come out, people would kind of preemptively go, "Oh, this is gonna suck." And then Uwe Boll makes House of the Dead, and that really is—I agree full on with you—that is one of the worst movies. I've ever seen. And I don't know how you screw up a concept like house of the dead. Like, even if I'm not really a big fan of the, of the, of the, resident evil movies, like at least they're, they're still zombie movies. Like they still work as like generic kind of zombie action films. Whereas house of the dead is like, what the f- was that? That that's, I really don't get it. It just felt like such a, a ridiculous departure from, from the game. Like um, it had this like strange, self-referential stuff like like the sega event concert thing and like the weird matrix bullet time stuff like it 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 couldn't have felt further from what the house of the dead game was which which was simple like i mean that game you're just you're in a big mansion castle thing and you're shooting zombies and it's this dude dressed in a suit or whatever like you can you can make a movie out of that. with Uva Ball's movies, like I, I wouldn't say that he made people dread video game movies. He he probably made it a bit worse with movies like House of the Dead. But I think people, because of how a lot of video game movies have been received by audiences, th- there will always be that kind of preemptive, "Oh, this is gonna suck" because it's a video game movie. For you know, for the unfortunate case of. Movies like Wing Commander and Mortal Kombat Annihilation and, and yeah, House of the Dead.
0: I think that um, the general public, uh, with the exception of the really larger directors, the James Camerons of the world and the Tim Burtons, most people don't really know directors by name. So when he started cranking out Alone in the Dark and Far Cry and Blood Rain and House of the Dead, and they all were terrible. People were like... Uh, People and movie producers were looking at it like, oh, God, another uh, another video game movie comes out and it's terrible. And they (laughs) weren't really looking into who it was from. They were Mm. just looking at the property itself, knowing that it's a video game movie and then just, you know, writing it off as such and just yeah. oh god it's terrible it's another video game movie and all and, uh, oh, these things keep getting made and they just keep getting worse and uh, and then they look at uh, the ridiculous budgets that he was getting for these things it was just baffling people I think he did a large amount of damage cuz right at the time when he started making his movies was right at the time when video game movies were really starting to take off and you know when he was cranking out just garbage after garbage really quickly
1: Again, uh, uh, I liked Alone in the Dark. Seriously, am I the only person who did? Dude, Alone in the Dark was terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't there know were, anything.
0: I certainly do. Believe And believe me, I like, like, I, I enjoy bad movies. Like, I thought that, because uh, when House of the Dead came out, it was awful. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll give, uh, uh, it sucked. It was terrible. But I'll see Alone in the Dark to see how it is. Mm. There was a 15-minute in the dark gunfight with like the really loud metal music and like the 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 what was lighting it up was the gunfire Are you going to keep exaggerating
1: the, like, considering that that segment only runs for 4 minutes it's it still a long was, 4 minutes
0: that's a long 4 minutes and that's pretty much the length of the freaking song yeah. so there was the the really bad like slow motion wire foo there was the fact that uh, the uh, the monsters were invisible so at the end of the movie i'm laughing hysterically as they're running away from nothing they're like oh my god they're after us and they would show the hallway and there was nothing coming after them it was hysterical <laughs> and oh and, and don't forget the, the 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 text crawl in the beginning that went on and on and on that was explaining stuff That they went on to explain in the actual movie, it was terrible.
1: Ah, Tara
0: Reid and her...
1: Oh, Tara Reid was to even Uwe Boll. (laughs) Even even Uwe Boll thinks Tara Reid was a goddamn mistake in that. That's what he... He he will agree with you on Tara Reid.
0: She was hilarious because she's trying to say these words that she does not understand what they mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was almost as embarrassing as... Remember in the original *Humanoids from the Deep*, you have the deep sea marine biologist saying "colocants"
2: <laughs> instead of "cilocants,"
1: because yes, yeah. I know the word starts with a, with a C, but it's pronounced "cilocant," not "colocant." It's like or, or, or the movie *Iceman* where they keep saying "Neanderthal," and you go, "God damn it, you guys know it's pronounced Neander Neanderthal, right? That even though the T and the H are butted together, they're not pronounced together." <laughs> you just your scientist loses all credibility when they mispronounce common scientific words.
0: Exactly. Tara so Reid
1: did that. Yes, I, I, I'm not arguing with you on that, Cecil.
0: Yeah, Tara Reid was was just really terrible. I, everything about the movie was was, was just. I mean, it, like, okay, there were funny moments, but they were funny because they were so bad. It wasn't like one of those uh, like laughably enjoyable movies. It was painful and occasionally there were a couple of laughs. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, yeah, just I, not good.
1: I, I think, we're just counting the video game move. Uwe Boll did redeem himself with me, not with the public, with Postal. I think Postal is a really good adaptation of the game because it has that same irreverent, f*** you, totally politically incorrect attitude that the game had. And it, a lot of those incorrect, politically incorrect jokes racist sexist and homophobic as they may be i laughed at them maybe that says something bad about me
2: <laughs> uh, postal was fun there's no denying that that was uh one of his one of his movies that i saw that kind of made me change my mind uh about him a little because that he did he actually managed to to capture the game pretty well while still kind of doing his own thing it was fun like simply put it was a fun film uh
0: even a broken clock is right twice a day <laughs> yeah th-
2: th- that's why i keep
1: you on the show eventually you'll get started, uh, right? look i i like Uwe bowl better
0: now that he's gotten off the video game stuff because yeah. he does salt seem on wall to have, street
1: is fantastic
0: his his work seems to have improved i i like honestly now i would like him to because i know he owns the rights to a few things still i would like him to put as much effort into his current crop of things mm-hmm. as he put into, you know, like, like, all right, go back and do another far cry or do another blood rain, but do it like, you know, rampage, do it like yeah. assault on wall street, do it like with that much professionalism and yeah, energy. What the Hell. Like, like
2: it just, it's like, it's like a whole different filmmaker when you're, when you're comparing house of the dead to rampage, like, like rampage and the, even the second one are not only Good Uve Boll movies, but they're good movies, which is so weird when you think about who's putting them out.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I'll, I'll say this straight up Assault on Wall Street isn't just the best Uwe Boll film, it's one of the best films of 2014. When video games are transferred to another medium, whether it be comic books or cartoons or TV or movies or whatnot, why do you think, in general, now, with hundreds of these, when you put them all together, why do you think we still get more failures than successes? Is there something inherent in the video game medium, which arguably, as it got more cinematic, the cinematics of the video game being transferred over seemed to get worse? Why do you think we can't make consistently good video game adaptations into other mediums?
0: The the whole thing is that Hollywood in general still does not respect video games. So consequently, they see the money that's there, but they don't give it the effort that really it deserves. They don't give it the attention that it deserves. Uh, About midway through last year... There was a guy who was talking about how uh, he wanted to do an Uncharted movie. The the director uh, he he was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna make the movie, but I want to change it. I want to make it more energetic and more dynamic, and I want to make it about a family of thieves because that's what the games are really about. It's about family, and anybody that's played the movie or played the game knows it has absolutely nothing to do with family. (laughs) So immediately you got a director coming in, not understanding the property. And the first thing he wants to do is change it instead of learning more about it. So I think that's where a lot of the problems come from, is that Mm. instead of taking a look at what they have and maybe hiring some people that are already fans of the product and, you know, having them direct it, you know, they bring in somebody who doesn't really know anything about it and then consequently wants to change it. So yeah. they need to understand what they have. They need to remain uh, either faithful to the subject matter or if they are going to change it, change it in a way that doesn't betray the original product. So they just need to respect it and get some good people behind it, and it'll be a success. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, but unfortunately, they're making it hard.
2: Yeah, I agree for the most part there. Um it's it's it seems like it's just uh just kind of disrespecting games in general not really having much care for it um they're they're getting people who obviously aren't fans and just trying to in a lot of cases cranking out as many cheap films as possible or or just uh, it's the it's the latter it's it's getting people that aren't a fan of the source material that aren't really respecting the the fans of of the games that are going to go see the movie so it, it ends up alienating viewers and it ends up uh turning people against those movies so every time they hear that a video game movie is coming out they don't want to go see it because the last several that came out were just piles of shit. don't think i could have summed it up
1: better so peter you're out of quarters where can people find you slinking off into the
2: darkness <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at cinematica facebook the cinematicist And YouTube, the cinemasochist. But if you're not tough enough, you better go home and be a family man.
1: Well, and then Cecil, you're the kind of mealy-mouthed little guy who wouldn't even use quarters. You were a token kind of guy, weren't you?
2: (laughs) Yes,
0: you can find me at your local Chuck E. Cheese playing bump and jump (laughs) uh, at... uh... Uh, at goodbadflix.com. Did you just brain
1: fart your own website?
0: I completely <laughs> just brain farted my own website. I'm on medication right now. Well, I'm on Dayquil and and Nyquil. And, well, not Nyquil now, <laughs> or else I'd be asleep. I'm not well. <laughs> um, so yeah, goodbadflix.com, uh, geekjuicemedia.com, and other, uh, interwebs, uh, where you can find me.
1: <laughs> you can find me. You can find me with all the quarters at 1201beyond.com and you can contact the show at 1201beyond at gmail.com and remember guys video game movies there might be more bad than there is good video game cartoons there is more bad than there is good video game comic books there are only a couple of good but the good <laughs> are really damn good and you should seek them out you guys have a good night I'm going to go see if I can change some of these quarters with a hooker <laughs>
0: Keen eyes, quick hands Energize my soul again Gonna see my name in lights
1: Play, Play with my joystick Wiggle left, jerk it right something it in inside Shoot fast, shoot straight Video to the mind Let me have a corner. Video! Josh said, I got to have a corner! Totally awesome video game! Radio Drone is a 1201 Beyond production. Visit 1201beyond.com for more great shows.